Welcome to the Knoxville Christian Center podcast, where everybody is somebody and Jesus is Lord. We've been doing a series that really is basic theology, and that means to get through it all, I've had really do some serious condensing. Some of these subjects, I have preached series of five, six sermons or more, and so this one today is one of those I could really probably preach about six weeks on it and never really uh, hit any new territory because it's such a wonderful, deep subject in the Word of God, and that's healing. If you'll pay close attention to this Word today, I believe you can be healed. And uh, it's the Word of God, and I just want you to listen. And any of my preaching, you normally have to put aside everything else you've heard about it. Because I pray over things till God gives me a personal revelation. And that's true of healing. So today we want to look at this thought. If we are going to be healed, we must know God's promises. And that's the purpose of this message today. Even though it's abbreviated, you'll get the heart of the message with the most serious promises. If we're going to be healed, we must know God's promises for healing and believe them without doubting them. God told the Israelites, I am the, God, the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. And you need to understand, they were God's people under the old covenant. We're God's people under the new covenant. And all the promises in the word of God are for God's people. And there's only one covenant now, that's the new covenant. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I brought upon the Egyptians. Listen, 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 for I am the Lord that healeth thee. He said, I am the Lord, your healer. And actually, it can be translated, and some have translated it that way. I am the Lord, your physician. I am the Lord, your doctor. <clears throat> but notice the conditions. It says, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord. If you want to be healed, and you want to be healthy, and you want to be well, you must hear and obey the voice of God. And then it says... Uh, do that which is right in his sight. If you're doing something that's not pleasing to God, ask him to help you get rid of it. Ask him to forgive you and cleanse you and believe God for your healing. And it says, and we'll give ear to his commandments. That means that we're willing to obey his commandments and do what he commands us personally. And keep all of his statutes. I, if you'll do these things, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I brought upon the Egyptians. Well, the Egyptian diseases were the same all over the world, just like they are now. And we know that COVID has spread all over the whole world. <laughs> and that's the way all diseases have always been. So he's not saying I deliver you just from uh, Egyptian diseases. He's saying I will, keep, I will uh, keep you from all diseases. I'll put none of these diseases upon thee. People say, well, God put this on me to teach me something. This says, if you're truly serving God and obeying him. Now, if you're not, that's different. If you're on the fence and you're half committed, half dedicated, and things mean more to you than God, and you <clears throat> participate in slander and gossip and all these things, then you do not qualify for this promise. 
He said, if you hearken to my voice, obey my voice, and do what is pleasing in my sight and keep my commandments, he says, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord your healer, or your physician. He is our healer. All healing comes from him. Even the healing in the body to heal itself was placed there by God. Why? Because he wants you health and well. Any doctor that's any good will tell you he cannot heal. He can only help the body heal itself. And, of course, God can heal and work miracles and do things way beyond what the body can do for itself. In Exodus chapter 23, verse 25, And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Now notice a big condition. Ye shall serve the Lord. If you refuse to serve God, refuse to be obedient to him, and refuse to do what he wants you to do, then you do not qualify. We must be willing to serve him and obey him. And ye shall serve the Lord, and I will take sickness away from thee. Read that with me. I will take... One, two, three. I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Do you believe that? I believe that. But I've got to serve him. That's why I can walk out here every Sunday morning and expect God, if I need a healing, to heal me so I can preach because I'm in his service. <laughs> I'm doing what he told me to do. I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. This is the promise to those who serve the Lord. Every promise comes with conditions. You can't just do anything you want to do. You've got to meet the conditions. And it also says, also, Jesus said, when you give, your Father will reward you. When you pray, your Father rewards you. When you fast, your Father will reward you. If you want the rewards and the blessings promised in the Word of God, you've got to do what He says to do. And so do I. <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 12. Wherefore it shall come to pass, if you hearken to these judgments, and keep and do them, you notice the conditions here again, that the Lord thy God will keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he swore to thy fathers. You see, these conditions must be met. Verse 14, the good news is today we keep his commandments and do what is pleasing in his sight by faith. We live by faith and trust him to help us to be changed and transformed into the people he wants us to be. So if we're going to get there, it's by faith. Verse 14, thou shalt be blessed above all people. He says, if you will serve me and obey, obey me, my people, we be more blessed than all the people of the earth. And that's exactly opposite of what a lot of Christians believe. Well, if you serve God, you'll never get ahead. You'll never have any money. You'll always be broke. You'll always be sick. And you always live on the wrong side of the tracks. That is not what this says. And through the whole Bible, this is what it says, that if you serve me, I'll bless you. If you give, I'll reward you. If you fast, I'll reward you. If you pray, I'll reward you. Blessed shall to be when thou comest in, and blessed shall to be when thou goest out. Thou shalt be blessed above all people. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. And the Lord will take away from thee all sickness. Read that. And the one, two, three. 
and the Lord will take away from thee all sickness. Say all. all. It's in the Bible. And will not put, and will put none of the evil diseases which thou knowest upon, uh, uh, the disease of Egypt <clears throat> which thou knowest upon thee, I'll not put them upon thee, but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. He says, if you serve me, I will not put diseases on you, but I will put them on people, or allow them to come on people, or allow the devil to put them on people who harm you or hurt you or come against you. Amen. I'm not writing into this. I'm just reading it. And by the way, it's the same through the New Testament, old and new. God says, if we obey him, we will be blessed above all people. I believe that. There's a lot of people in this church proving it right now. It doesn't matter what the economy is doing. Their economy is just fine. They're rising to the top. You put them on the bottom and they go to the top. And the Bible says that you shall be above, above, and, uh, above only and not beneath. You see, then the promise is this. The Lord will take away from thee all sickness. That's the promise. If we are his servants and obey him. And God anoints his word. This mostly so far as Old Testament. But years ago, Dottie and I went on vacation. One nineteen eighty three, I believe it was. We went to uh, California, to Los Angeles, for a minister's meeting. And... Uh, 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 as part we'd had a little time off, so we went to Disneyland, and I ate in a French restaurant, and I began to get very, very sick as I was still eating. I had paid for the meal, so I was going to eat the whole thing, but I felt like it was swelling up in my stomach, and boy, I was becoming deathly ill. And uh, so I told Dot, I said, we got to get out of here, and not just out of that restaurant, but out of the park. Disneyland, and she said, I want to stay and see the lights. I said, I'm already seeing lights. Let's go. I mean, I was sick. And I don't give in to stuff very easily, but I was sick. And I knew I needed to get to my room and get a hold of God. And uh, the next morning, we had to catch the flight coming back uh, to Knoxville, and we had two small kids then, and we had to be on that flight. And back in those days, boy, if you missed it, you just missed it. The next option was walking. They weren't going to give you your money back. And, and a couple of thousand miles or so is not, a, not an easy walk. And so I told I said, I got, you know, we, I got to get back to the room. So we got back to the room, and I was so sick. I mean, I was really, she said, do you want me to call an ambulance? I said, no, I got to get here and catch that airplane. <laughs> And so I had one of those fancy suitcases you have to duct tape together. So I sent her down to the store to get some duct tape. And while she was gone, I went in that little room, you know, where St. John is. And I grabbed St. John because I felt like I was going to need him any second. And I took my Bible with me. And it was a King James reference. And I flipped it open. And the only passage I could find place where it had scriptures listed on healing uh, was these Old Testament scriptures. Mostly just Old Testament scriptures. And uh, I began to read those as best I could and pray over those. Uh, in between almost throwing up and, and all kind of pain. And all of a sudden, as I began to meditate and, on these scriptures and read these scriptures, the healing power of God hit me and totally healed me right there hugging St. John. 
totally healed me. And when Dottie got back, I was packing my suitcase, getting ready to go, took that duct tape, taped that thing up. Next morning, caught the flight and made it back to Knoxville, healthy and well. So if you... So I didn't come to win an argument. I've already won it. <laughs> you say amen. And I know this works. And all I'm trying to do is really, truly teach you the Word of God. And I know I've preached it many times, and you've probably heard many sermons on it. But today, I want everyone to really get it. It's not, hey, it's not just enough to have it up here. You've got to have it here. Ye shall serve the Lord, and I will take sickness away from thee. If you hearken to these judgments and keep and do them... The Lord will take away from thee all sickness, and I will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt which thou knowest upon thee. God says if we obey him, we'll be blessed above all people. The promise is the Lord will take away from us uh, sin and sickness. Psalm 103 verse 2, and you may have heard many messages on this, but if you do not have these scriptures written down where you can go to them when you need them, if you do not have them memorized, you are not ready for an attack of sickness. Period. When the devil shows up to put sickness on me, I've got all these scriptures, all these memorized, and I'm like a machine gun. Devil, when it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written, and then start over, it is written. <laughs> and what does he do? He leaves. Psalm 103, verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all the diseases. If one is true, the other may be true. If one is not true, the other may not be true. If it is not true that he heals you of all your diseases, it may not be true that he forgives you of all your sins. If he doesn't forgive you of all your sins, you've got a big problem. Can we believe both of them? Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. First it says, forget not all his benefits. Uh, some of the benefits is forgiveness of sin and the healing of diseases. And then it goes on to say, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Listen, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so thy youth is renewed as the eagles. So you have a part to play. He supplies good things for our mouth, and we be, need to be sure we eat the good things and not so much junk. What you eat is fuel for your body, and you don't put water in your gas tank, and you should not put a lot of garbage in your mouth. If you want to be healthy and well, you've got to cut back on the potato chips. Bless the Lord, O my soul, uh, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Part of the benefits are forgiveth all and healeth all. The promise is the Lord forgives our sins and heals our sicknesses and diseases. Isaiah 53, verse 4, Surely hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows and uh, in that's the translation from the King James and some other translations but the Hebrew word is sickness and pain the words in the Hebrew is sickness and pain surely 
He hath borne our sickness and carried away our pains, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. You notice it says he carried away our pains and bore away our sickness. Isaiah is seeing Jesus Christ crucified on the cross about 700 years before it happened. And he says when the, when the Christ comes, when the Messiah comes, he will bear away our sickness, carry away our pains, and, uh, we, and take away our sins and iniquities. And he'll take away even our depression, oppression. And with his stripes were made whole emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, and socially. Here it is. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. And the word Rapha there means to be made whole. Not just healed spiritually. I know I've heard that preached. But the word doesn't mean just to be healed spiritually. It means to be healed emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, socially, in every way. Rapha, with his stripes, I am healed. And the devil comes against me with any kind of sickness, a virus, a disease. I'm, I do like Jesus. I say, devil, we, uh, it is written. Satan, it is written. But I say, with his stripes, I am healed. I make it personal. You see, the New Testament says Jesus healed all that came to him. The word is all. I've been looking mostly at Old Testament scripture. Now let's see what's in the New Testament. There's people who believe, well, if it's in the Old Testament, it's not for today. Well, the New Testament says the Old Testament was written from our learning. So I can't just throw it away. And I can learn a lot of things from the Old Testament. Matthew eight sixteen it says, when the even was come... They brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Say, healed all. Jesus healed all. And if you study, he healed all that came to him. He didn't heal all. He healed all who came to him. He went to the pool of Bethesda and only healed one. But of all those who came to him, it either plainly says he healed all or it implies he did. Verse 17, Matthew 8. 17, uh, that, it, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, Isaiah. King James translates that Isaiah, but really is Isaiah, was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. When I was reading this, the Lord spoke to me. I was fasting and praying. I wasn't sick. I wasn't praying for healing. I was just seeking God. And when I read this passage in my prayer time and medita meditating on the Word of God in my prayer time, he spoke to me. He said, do you believe I'm still here? I said, uh, yes, because it says I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll go with you to the end of the age. If two or three are gathered together in my name, there I'm in the midst of them. Yes, I believe you here. He said, do you believe I'm here to fulfill Isaiah's prophecy? Truly hath borne our sickness and carried our pains. He was wounded for transgression. Bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of peace was upon him, and with his stripes were healed. And notice, in that is the uh, transgressions and iniquities. Same thing. Who forgiveth all and healeth all. Amen. It's right there. And he said, do you believe that? I didn't. But I said, yes, I do. Because I saw it. And then he said, he made it very personal. He said, do you believe I'm here? To take your infirmities and your sicknesses. No. 
But yes, I see it. I saw it. And that hit it at a good time because I just started pastoring church. And there's no way I could preach every Sunday with strep throat. And I had strep throat nonstop just about all winter long. And God, from that moment, has healed me over and over again because I believe he's my healer. Now, what that really says to me is he is the only healer. Do you believe I'm here? Do you believe I'm here to fulfill Isaiah's prophecy? Do you believe I'm here to take your infirmities or sicknesses? He's the healer. Anybody tells you they're a healer, you tell them there's only one. And if your name is not Jesus, it's not you. <laughs> but he does honor us when we asked him to anoint us to pray for other people. And by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, he does heal other people when I pray for them. When I lay hands on them. <clears throat> and you'll see that in a minute. But <clears throat> the anointing is 100% the Holy Spirit. And it's 100% in the name of Jesus. When I read this, the Lord spoke to me. Do you believe I'm still here? Do you believe I am here to fulfill Isaiah's prophecy? Do you believe I'm here to take your infirmities and your sicknesses? The question today, do you believe that Jesus is here to take your infirmities and your sicknesses? Do you believe it? Can you believe it? If you'll pay close attention to these promises and take notes so you can study them more later, I believe you can have the faith. I mean, I don't believe God's respect a person. I don't believe he's going to give me a, a, a faith promise and not give you one. Jesus is the only healer. Jesus said, according to your faith, so be it done to you. So either you believe it or you don't. And he said it will be done according to your faith. When I, meditate, when I meditate on this verse, even to this day, almost every time I'm healed, sometimes it takes a while, you know, because the devil's running interference and he's doing everything he can to stop me. But I, I keep right on believing the word of God. And in Lexington... Uh, just very shortly after God gave me this promise, when I, when I was past, Dottie and I were pastoring there, I was playing with the softball team, the church softball team, and sprained my ankle trying to slide into home plate. And it about broke both ankles, but one was swollen so bad. It was, they both were bad sprains, but the one, the doctor said, I think it was the right one. He said it couldn't be any worse unless it was broken. So he x-rayed it and everything. And boy, I mean, I couldn't walk just a few feet and I had to sit down. I mean, it was killing me. And so that very night I went to church. We were having an evangelist there, so I went up for prayer. And I don't think the evangelist ever got close enough to pray for him because everybody else was all around. This one guy came up behind me, knelt down and grabbed my ankle, started squeezing my ankle. And I said, Lord, you got to heal me. This nut is going to kill me. I mean, hey, if you're going to pray for people... Uh, do not make the matter worse. If I could have got enough weight on that bad ankle to use the other, I probably would have just kicked him. <laughs> but, I, but here's what I did. I said, Lord, I believe you're here, just like you said, to take my infirmities and my sicknesses. And I believe you're here right now to take this pain away. I believe you're right here to heal this ankle right now. I believe it. I kept saying it over and over. And all of a sudden, it's like... God took a great long needle and put it right into the middle of that ankle that was so badly sprained. And all of a sudden, the healing touch uh, touched my ankle, my foot. And for the first time, I could go up and down like, like so because God had healed it. wasn't totally 100% healed, but the miracle had started and the pain got a lot less 
and I could move it. If I turned it sideways, it still was very sore. I go, oh, but I knew God had healed it. And uh, the next day, it began to get so much better. I went out with the evangelist, went to Daniel Boone Park, and walked on that ankle all day because God was working a miracle. And just a day or two, it was totally healed. And all the pretty colors, you know, the bruising, it, it began to go. The body, you have me know God lets the body do something. And a healing is not always instant. A, a, a real healing is normally gradual. A miracle healing may be instant, but most healing is gradual. And people pray for a healing and it's not instant. Well, I guess God didn't hear me. I have a little more faith. Have a little more faith. Give God a little time. And believe in him and stand on the promises. That's what I have to do. And I believe that's what you're going to have to do. They brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all. I picked up on that word all. In, my, in Mark. So I began to go through the gospels and to see if he really did heal all. In Mark 6, 56. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or, or country... They laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. That means all that touched him were made whole. They were healed. And notice the word there, made whole. It doesn't say healed. It's the same thing as the Rapha. He was, uh, it made people, when they touched him, it made them whole. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, socially, financially, in every way. All who touched were healed. Mark chapter 1 verse 34. Y'all paying attention? Uh, you need this. You need to get it. Put aside everything else you've ever learned about healing. And look at this. Look at the word of God. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases. And cast out many devils. And suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. This is Mark's version of the same event. Recorded in Matthew 8, 16, and 17. Matthew said all. Mark said many. What's the difference? The uh, writers of the New Testament wrote from their own perspective. Uh, Mark saw many be healed, but Matthew was standing at the back door of the church, and when they came in, he knew exactly who was sick. And when they were healed, he says all of them were sick. Where Matthew, uh, Mark was on the other side, and he didn't know who was sick and who wasn't, he just said many. Same thing, no contradiction at all. Just a different perspective. But Matthew says, no, it was all. Matthew 14, 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion. Notice that. He healed people not just to show off who he was. He healed people because he loved people. He wants to heal you today because he loves you. I think probably the greatest insult you can give to Jesus today is to say, I know you have the power. No, you could if you wanted to. That's an insult to somebody who loves you and wants to help you and who died for you. Yes, he has the power to do it. He also has the love and the compassion that motivates him to do it. But you have to meet the conditions and you have to do the asking. Well, I don't see any need to do those things. Well, uh, you may not see a need to do it, but there is a need to obey. If you hearken to my voice, if you do what I say. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude 
Matthew 14, 14, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. Jesus healed people because he loved and cared about them. He fed 5,000 and healed their sick. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 15, but when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them. What does it say? Isn't that interesting? Healed all that came to him. Notice, do you see that? He's not healing all. He's not just going out into the hospital, out into the streets and healing everybody. He heals those who come to him. Those who are laid out there in the street who reach out and touch him. You, you know, it's not just enough to say, I'm believing God. You need to act on it. If you believe it, reach out and touch him. If you believe he's a healer, meditate on his word until you get that word in you. That's your faith. Jesus wants to heal us because he loves us. The word keeps saying all. Matthew 14, 35. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And some who touch... Did it say some? It says all. Is that not interesting? If you're a doubt or an unbeliever, how can you ignore all? I mean, it starts building your faith. If, I mean, how do you know who you are? You're all. You're part of all. All includes all of us. And begged him to, to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him, who had the faith to act and touch him, reach out and touch him, they were healed. And it's interesting, it says, who touched him? Everybody wouldn't heal. It's those who had the faith to touch him. And those who had the privilege of getting that close to him. Sometimes they didn't, all didn't get here because they couldn't get to him. But today, you can get to him. He's here right now. The edge of, the, the edge of his cloak, the sick just touched the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. Faith without action is dead. If you believe it, act on it. Do something. Jesus would tell people, take up your bed and walk. Now, withered hand, stretch forth your hand, stretch forth your arm. Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. If you truly believe it, then you need to speak it and act on it. In Mark 3, verse 10, the crowd was so big, they had a boat ready to rescue him from being crushed. For he had healed many, insomuch that they pressed upon him for to touch him as many as had plagues. So they were desperately trying to get to him, but some just couldn't get to him. Many were healed because the crowd was too big for all to touch him. But all who did touch him in faith were healed. On earth, Jesus had his limits, but today he doesn't have any. He's here to take infirmities and your sicknesses. You can get to him. There's not several hundred people between you and him. He is here, uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 19, And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for they went virtue out of him and healed them all. Heal them all. The word all is used or is implied almost every time people came for healing. Jesus emphasized physical healing for all. 
Today, people say, especially preachers, well, we emphasize spiritual healing, which means getting people saved. But Jesus didn't. He emphasized physical healing, and after they were healed and delivered, then they believed in him, and then they were spiritually healed. And sometimes we want to do things just backwards. Well, I'm so spiritual, I'm not going to pray for everybody to be healed. I'm just going to try to get everybody saved. <clears throat> but the healing miracles get people saved. Years ago, not too long after I started this church, uh, this wife says, I want you to help me get my husband saved. And I says, well, if you'll cook dinner for me, I'll come over and eat dinner and get him saved. I really thought I was going to do that. So we go over, and she, of course, Dottie and I go, and uh, she cooks dinner. And I get him in the uh, living room, and I'm trying to talk to him. He just turns the television on and totally ignores me. I didn't get anywhere. And so one day we're having a special service, and in he comes. He goes right down the altar and gets saved. I said, what in the world? So after church, I asked him, I said, you know I came to see you. And I tried to talk to you about the Lord, and you wouldn't listen to the thing I had to say. What happened? He said, well, I went to this doctor, and he laid hands on me and prayed for me, and God instantly healed me. And I said, if God's going to heal me, I'm going to serve him. And sure enough, he started coming to church every Sunday. He became a part of the finance committee. And we was in the Ramadi Inn. We only had one big room. So when we take the offering, he sat in the back while I was preaching, and he was adding up all the money. <laughs> became a very dedicated man of God. It all happened because he got healed. If you get people around you healed, they may want to know more about your Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I don't believe you're going to do it without the Word of God. You need to know this. Well, I already know it. Well, if you don't know it well enough to teach others, you don't know it. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. The word all is used over and over again almost every time it's used or it's implied. Jesus emphasized physical healing. And Miller Davis here in the church. How many know Miller? Uh, Stephanie's, uh, leads the singing, her son. Uh, David and Lynn Blair's uh, uh, grandson. And uh, he was born with some major problems. The doctor thought he was going to die. We're going to make it. Uh, but there was a prophecy over him before he was born. And we all agreed together and we prayed. And God raised him up. But he still had some bad allergies. So he's seven years old. I believe someone told me first service. And during this fast, he said, I'm going to fast and believe God for myself. Amen. Seven years old. And he fasted. And uh, God healed him of the worst allergy. I think it was pineapple. And he goes back to the doctor. And sure enough, the doctor says, now you need pineapple. Now, I don't know exactly where it stands, but I guarantee you God's going to totally heal him. All those allergies are going to leave. Amen. He got sick and tired of waiting on us preachers to get him healed. And so he, just, he said, I'm going to fast and pray and get my own self healed. And he did. Seven years old. Hey, if a seven-year-old can do it, you can do it. Amen. You can get a hold of God. Right. Now, if it's God's time for you to die, well then, Okay. We'll have a nice funeral and say, we'll find something nice there about you. I'll keep calling people that I find something. But if it's not God's time for you to go, then believe God to get healed and get back to work. Get healed and get back to work. 
Get to doing something. Can you say amen? God wants you healthy and well enough to do what he's called you to do. What kind of God would he be to call you to do something to make you sick so he can't do it? What kind of God would call a young guy, young Baptist boy to be a preacher and put a strap throat on him so he can't preach? What kind of God would that be? No, it was the devil putting that on me to keep me from preaching. And when I discovered that Jesus Christ is a healer, I started believing him to heal me every time I walk out here if I see anything bother me. And I get healed and I go right on preaching. And many of you have seen me get healed right in front of you many times. And then also, uh, I haven't missed preaching in over 40 years because of sickness. Why? Because God called me to preach. I'm his servant. And when you serve him, he takes sickness away so you can do it. Do your service. So I'm preaching. If you pray for me to get sick and miss or you have a break, forget it. I'm going to out pray you on that one. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and heal them all. Uh, uh, Luke 13, 16. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, Lo, these eighteen years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. Uh, number one, who was the source of this problem? Satan. What was the problem? She was crippled. If you read the first part of the chapter, it says that it was a spirit of infirmity. And when Jesus laid hands on her, she stood up straight because that thing left. He can't stay in the presence of the Lord. Uh, who... Was the source of the problem? It was Satan. Who was the solution? It was Jesus. Who is the solution today for your problem? Jesus. Is God through with you? Then, if he's not, then get healed. Believe God to heal you so you can get back to work. That's what I really believe. I believe he wants us health and well so we can serve him. But if we're not going to serve him, we're just going to do as we please, then why should he heal you? Why should he heal me if I'm not going to do what he asked me to do? He says, if you hearken to my voice and do what is right in my sight and give ear to my commandments and keep my statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee because I am the Lord that healeth thee. But you've got to meet those conditions. You've got to be willing to say, yes, Lord. I go to Knoxville, I go to Africa, I go to South America, I go anywhere you say go, I do anything you say do, then you have a much better chance of being healed. The Holy Spirit continued to heal after Jesus ascended to his Father. And, and y'all did get that, didn't you? This lady was crippled, and Jesus healed her, and he said, a daughter of Abraham, which means she's a Christian. Uh, she was a child of God anyway. And he said, ought not she be delivered or healed on the Sabbath day? The Pharisees were saying, couldn't this wait one more day? And he says, no. It's been 18 years. It's long enough. She's a child of God. Satan has done this, and I'm healing her today. And he did. I want you to see that because the source wasn't God. It wasn't God putting something on her. It wasn't God crippling her. It was Satan. I just go by the word. I have nothing else to go by. The Holy Spirit continued to heal after Jesus ascended to the Father. Acts chapter 5 verse 16. 
There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one. After Jesus was back at the right hand of the Father, uh, the believers were still getting every one healed. Jesus was back in heaven, but everyone was still being healed. John fourteen twelve it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, because I go to my Father. People say, well, it was those disciples, it was those apostles, it was those preachers. No, Jesus says, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he, she, shall do. Remember, the disciples could not cast a demon out of that little boy. And, and they asked Jesus, why couldn't we do it? He says, because of your lack of faith, because it's the littleness of your faith. Even though they were disciples and apostles, they still couldn't get people healed because they didn't believe. And then they became believers, and when they really became believers, then they started getting people healed. You see, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, because I go to my Father, and because he was back at the right hand of the Father, now he's answering the prayers of the believers. The believers were still doing the work Jesus did, and the disciples couldn't do his work until they became believers. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all the oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. This is Peter preaching to, to Cornelius' household, to the Gentiles. And then it, uh, it says, uh, he, in his sermon, he says, Jesus Christ, you've heard of him. He was anointed uh, by the Holy Spirit. God anointed him. Uh, uh, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all. They're pressed to the devil. That was a part of Peter's sermon. That should be a part of my sermon and any sermon you preach. That Jesus Christ went about doing good and healing all. He didn't go around putting bad stuff on good people. And it says healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He healed all that were sick. So that tells me that sickness is oppression of the devil to keep you from doing what God's called you to do. But what power was Jesus healing all? The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Sickness is oppression uh, used by Satan to keep us from doing our job. Jesus is the healer. John 14, 12. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Now I want you to get verse 13. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. You see, we work miracles by asking and receiving in prayer. I pray that God will anoint me to heal the sick. And do uh, miracles to help people. And he honors that prayer and anoints me to do it. 1 Corinthians 15, 26. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. So we are all going to die unless Christ comes back first. But we can continue to be healed until it's our turn to die. Can you say amen? It says there's a point in the man, a time wants to die, and after that the judgment. You say, well, if healing really worked, you would never die. No, 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 no. I'm not preaching immortality. I'm preaching healing so you can get healed while you live to do the work you need to do for him. But you're still going to die. Jesus healed thousands of people. But how many people do you know today that's 2,000 years old? They all died. 
Healing doesn't mean immortality. Healing means to heal your body so you can do what God called you to do. Because there, is, there are spirits of infirmity trying to make you sick, just like there was a spirit of infirmity that made that lady crippled. Acts chapter 28, verse 8, And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. Now, we know Paul didn't heal him, but when he laid his hands on him, the anointing of the Holy Spirit healed him. And that's the way it works today. If I ask God to use me in the miracle power of God and in the gifts, when I lay my hands on people, I expect them to get healed. Now, sometimes my faith is not where it needs to be. Sometimes the people I'm being prayed for, their faith is not where it needs to be. And sometimes they're not even living right. So you can't blame me and you can't blame Jesus. You can't blame God. You can't, can't blame the Holy Spirit because there's conditions that need to be met. And then some people just time for them to die. I've had people here in the church, I knew it wasn't going to do me any good to pray for them because I saw in the spirit realm it was God's time for them to go. I can pray to, for God to heal them until I turn purple. God's not going to heal them because he's taking them out. He's actually told me that more than once. I went to see this one guy, had my bottle of oil. He was a great worker here in the church. I was going to get him healed, get him back to work. When I walked through the door, he said, you put that oil up. You're not praying for me. So I'm going to heaven. So I put my oil up, pray that God would give a nice trip to heaven, safe trip to heaven, Amen. and left, and he died. It was his time. He knew it was his time. He said, don't even bother to pray for me. Y'all pay attention. Amen. We pray for people to get healed, and they die. Oh, God, let me down. I don't get upset at God because he takes people to heaven. Amen. And he doesn't have to do it on your conditions. Well, he has to heal them first. Well, who said that? Find that in the Bible. And it happened that the father of Publius, y'all better pray because I'm running out of time. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery, and Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. The Holy Spirit anointed Paul to heal Publius. In verse 9 it says, So when this was done, the rest of those... Uh, on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. Uh, the way this lights, I don't know why it's shining right in my face, but I have a hard time even seeing these notes. That's why I have to go like this. <laughs> but I don't know how we can fix that. Anybody got a flashlight? Okay. Anyway, so when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases, all, the rest, you see that? When they found out that God healed this man, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. The rest means all of them. What does the rest mean? It means all the rest who were sick came and they were healed. Here again, God healed all in the name of Jesus who were sick. And James chapter 5 verse 14, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, not the prayer of doubt and unbelief, but the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. If he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. You may be saying, well, I haven't always done what God told me to do, and I'm not worthy to be healed. Well, you can fix that right now. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive our sin 
and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's faithful and just to forgive us. Ask him to forgive you and get healed. And with his help, don't go back, go, don't go back and do those things that's not pleasing to him. But you pray and get, him, get his help to be delivered from those things. We must confess our sins and pray the prayer of faith. If we pray the prayer of faith like these people were told to do, we can be healed. Mark eleven twenty four. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you, and you will get it. This, the meaning is, believe that you receive it right here, right now, and you'll get it. Based on these scriptures, when I'm praying for healing, I pray and I said, Lord, I believe it to heal me right now. With your straps, I'm healed. And I pray that until I get it right here, right now. And I know in here, I've got my healing. listening to the Knoxville Christian Center podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to hit subscribe. For more information about our church, visit knoxvillechristianctr.org.